Welcome to Opening the Door podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today you'll hear a conversation I had with Jess, who has so much to share about feminine and masculine energy and how to balance and access both of them. This was a really fun episode because, as I mentioned in it, I had this topic come up a few times in a few different ways, so I'm excited to be able to bring this episode to you. I talk a lot about in this episode awareness, and I just love that because I think it's such an important part of spirituality. So this week, I hope we're all walking around a little bit more aware because of this episode. Enjoy. Today, we're welcoming Jessica to Opening the Door podcast. Jessica has been in tune with her spirituality since she was little. She is deeply connected to nature and the energy of the universe. She loves to wander spooky places, perform rose healing ceremonies, and play with flowers. Jess uses her abilities to help others and guide clients through shadow work and healing journeys. She's also a witch, tarot reader, an energy healer, a light worker, a photographer, an astrocartographer, an existential psychotherapy counselor, and an avid moon lover. She loves helping people realign with their chakras, discover their gifts, and work with their natural energies. Jess, welcome to Opening the Door. So much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you today. Really what we're sort of going to be focusing in on is the idea of feminine and masculine energy, the divine feminine, and sort of how we balance these energies within ourselves. So sort of what prompted me to seek somebody out who knew more about this is I was doing a reading with somebody and it really just came up for them that connecting to their feminine energy was going to be important for them moving forward. And I had also right within that time frame also had a friend reach out to me being like, Hey, I really want to sort of learn more about feminine energy, but I don't really know where to start. So I sort of had all of these questions coming in about feminine energy. And I just thought, wow, I I don't know where to start either. So that's how I found you. And I'm so excited to have you on and get into it. I feel like we were like divinely connected too. like, I think I was telling you uh, when we spoke before this, that I was doing a new moon ritual when you had followed me and it felt so divine. And then there was like little synchronicities and I was like, oh, I'm going to love connecting with her. So I'm really excited about this conversation today. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think that is so cool. I love when, yeah, I just love when those synchronicities happen and it just feels so, yeah, so divine. I think that's a great word for it. So yeah. Yeah. So do you want to tell me a little bit about your journey? How did you get started learning about feminine energy and how to work with it? Yeah. I mean, I don't recall when I started exactly. I just know I became super curious about it in my early years, especially in my teens. I personally have a few reproductive issues, uh, mainly PCOS and endometriosis. So they cause hormonal imbalance. And that really sparked my interest in masculine and feminine energy because I found out early on that I produce a lot of testosterone more than a female body usually does. And so sometimes I felt more in my masculine than I would in my feminine. And that got me really curious. So I was aware of it. So that kind of, it was just like, okay, how do I bring my feminine into this if I'm feeling more in my masculine? And I know I'm lucky because not everyone has it easy because I felt like it wasn't necessarily like a huge problem. I've always kind of felt androgynous in my energy in a way. So I feel lucky for that. So even when my masculine energy was more prominent, there was still like an underlying harmony of both energies, but I would feel more in my masculine. And then I was like, okay, so how do I like bring both in for balance? Cause I'm all about balance. And I didn't have a computer growing up. So it was like, I had to really focus on self-awareness. Like what energy am I feeling more? How do I 
intertwine these two. What, how do I call in what, whatever I'm missing, whatever I'm lacking? I did go to the public library a lot and that was very helpful, but this was back in like 2004. So, I mean, it was kind of limited on what you would find. Like, it's not like how it is now, which I'm so thankful because yeah. there's so, so much ease of access now. But yeah, so it was really sort of the self-awareness, just staying aware of what I felt and how, and just kind of learning from like, just what I, I'm all about feeling, I guess. And I feel like I'm kind of repeating myself, but it really is, it really just was like a feeling. And then of course, when I finally was able to access the internet, I like jumped down all these rabbit holes and just did a deep dive. But I feel like I'm really grateful because I had to sort of learn for myself firsthand through the feeling and through the self-awareness. And I feel like that's such a beautiful way because it gives you perspective. And uh, so that's been really helpful for me. And then also helpful for working with my clients as well. Cool. Yeah. I love the idea of, yeah, 2004, the internet was a very different place than it was now. A lot of, yeah, it just wasn't the same at all. So Yeah. yeah, I love the idea of, and you know, like even before the internet, people were just reading books or going, like you said, going to the library, like there was different ways of accessing, but yeah, if you, it was still limited though. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's all about sort of, uh, yeah, feeling within yourself and and intuitively knowing, and I think pulling information intuitively too, which I think is really, really cool. I've always been spiritual. So I feel like it's just always about energy and feeling for me. And so like, I think that kind of helped me as well, just kind of always having that connection to my spirituality. So yeah, I feel really grateful in that sense for sure. So when we talk about feminine inner energy or the divine feminine, how would you describe or de- define the divine feminine? To me, the divine feminine is connecting to our spiritual essence. It's our inner, raw, emotional, intuitive, and flow energy connecting to our inner wisdom and our sensuality. Yeah. I feel like I've never, I, that it's something that phrase, the divine feminine is something that you see a lot in sort of spirituality on like Instagram reels and stuff, but I never had sort of a working definition of it. So I love that. Um, And I guess on the flip side of that, is there, I, I think this might be just a stupid question, but is there also a divine masculine energy? Absolutely. And there's no stupid questions in my opinion. So (laughs) for the divine masculine, I definitely think that it's more of a physical thing. It's definitely action oriented. It's doing, it's hands-on and logical. So with the feminine, it's very of the spirit and with masculine, it's of the mind. Gotcha. That's a good way to differentiate. Yeah. I like that. So obviously we're talking about the words different um, feminine and masculine a lot in this conversation. And those two words are often connected very strongly to gender. Mm-hmm. Can you share your thoughts about sort of breaking free from those gender binaries and looking at feminine and masculine energy in a different way? Absolutely. I feel like I've had a lot of clients tell me that they love that I don't gender them. And it's always surprising to hear that because I've never really gendered them. So it's always just like, oh, okay. And that that's kind of given me perspective as well, hearing that from other people. Cause to me, it was never like that, but beyond the connection I felt with like my high testosterone and masculine, I I just, I never really like resonated. You know how, like when we were little, like people would call girls tomboys if they were just like having interests that weren't traditionally girly. I never resonated with that. I always found that kind of odd. I was just like, we can have whatever, you know, we can do whatever we want. It doesn't matter. Like, why are we gendering everything? To me, everything is energy. Everyone is energy. So 
everyone has both masculine and feminine energy. It's just a matter of focusing on each energy and how they make you feel and really learning to figure out how each of them really like comes up in your everyday. And so like, if you were, if you're more nurturing in your everyday, like whatever your career is, if you're more nurturing, then you're going to want to come home and kind of be more physical and hands-on and lean into that masculine. But if you have a physical job, then you want to kind of come home and get spiritual and like lean into that tenderness. And I feel like just having that awareness, we're going to keep going back to awareness. I feel that having that awareness of how it makes you feel is super important. Yeah. I just love the idea of breaking out of gender binaries, especially when it comes to, as you said, feminine and masculine energy. We have both of those things inside of us. Nobody is 100% feminine energy all the time or 100% masculine energy all the time. And I think especially in like American society specifically, we, people tend to really lean into either or. And I think it's just a cool idea to think about being able to access both of them and being able to lean into either one, whichever thing you're doing is that is going to be the most helpful and being okay with knowing that you have both of both inside. And that is key. That is absolutely key. I love that you brought that up. It's, it's really about learning what each one's bring, what each one brings to you and how best to work with them, how to integrate and harmonize them. And that is something a lot of my clients know. I say a lot because it really does come down to harmonization of both energies, kind of learning to live with both and learning when to lean into which one and separating the masculine from male and feminine from female. It's all about mindset. Because I think for a lot of people, it was ingrained in them growing up that they are the same, but the Mm -hmm. feminine masculine energies and male and male and female are genders and masculine and feminine are energies. And so you have to unravel that taught mindset and learn to separate them yourself in a way. And I do a lot of unraveling work with my clients, whether it's unraveling ingrained behavior, working through wounds like inner child or parental wounds. So if you were taught that your masculine and feminine align with each gender, it's something that you have to unteach yourself and unravel yourself. So it really is coming back to awareness, I'm realizing. And I think there's beauty in that, though, because everything, in my opinion, is cyclical. So Mm -hmm. it kind of always comes full circle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And yeah, awareness is, I think in spirituality in general, awareness is like the big thing, like tuning into your own self, tuning into your intuition, your guides, like that's all about awareness. And, you know, when you can tune in and, and then start to differentiate these things between feminine and masculine, divine feminine, divine masculine, like, oh, I feel like it just ups you to a whole new, really cool level. And what you were saying about, we all, I think, especially in the society we live in today, or like the society, maybe you and I grew up in, you know, like, early 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. and yeah things were things were things are still pretty gendered yeah um, I think we're really definitely like starting to break away from that in certain yes, finally <laughs> yeah finally which is really cool but yeah there's just so much gender I mean even yeah. even still the thought of like pink is a girl color yeah you know like that drives just, me crazy <laughs> just like how can a color have a gender like it just doesn't like it doesn't yeah. compute for me at all and yeah so I, I just think that this type of work is really cool and yeah no absolutely like I'm huge on the chakras and so like when I I align colors with the chakras most of the time so for me pink is heart chakra mm-hmm. so it's like I don't it's not really feminine or masculine it's just heart chakra for me so I mean there are chakras that align with each of the energies but 
still, yeah, like I completely agree. That always drives me crazy too. (laughs) So what are some things that we can do to access our feminine or divine feminine energy? So I work with clients on this. And what I always start with is connection to your intuition. So here we go with the chakras, but your third eye connection is so important in I mean, everything, you know, having that trust with your inner wisdom is absolutely key and getting to know your instincts, learning to trust with it, to play with it. Cause play to me is feminine energy, playfulness, vulnerability, sensuality, all is very feminine energy. And so connecting with your third eye and learning to trust in your intuition, trust that instinct is super important. And feminine energy is feeling it's sensitivity, it's emotion, it's empowerment, embodiment. It's also surrender and flow. It's creativity. It's very nurturing. It's tenderness. And like I said earlier, it's from the spirit. So meditation, self-reflection, journaling are really great activities to connect with your divine feminine energy. And I want to go into the chakras briefly, just because I like yeah, I know everything totally. always leads back to that too. So I associate the main seven chakras with basically everything, like I was saying. And so for feminine connection, that would be the third eye, which is the intuition, the heart, which is vulnerability and the sacral, which is both creativity and sensuality. So working with your chakras and I'm really into color therapy. So aligning each of the chakras with a color helps you kind of connect with them, open them up, balance them. That's also a really great activity to just get to know your feminine energy and awaken it. If somebody, chakras is something we have not covered really yet on the podcast. If somebody is listening and they're sort of new to spirituality and all of this, can you describe what the chakras are? Just like a little quick definition for people. Listening? Yeah, of course. So there's the seven main chakras And they're like energy centers throughout our whole body. So you have the crown at the top of your head, the third eye, which is in between your eyes. And it's so easy to awaken. You can just tap it awake if you're wanting to connect to your intuition. Then you have your throat chakra. You go down to your heart chakra. There's the solar plexus, the sacral, and then the root. And I love doing meditations for clients to kind of align and blend them all because integration with that is really important as well. So these are just energy centers within our body. Yeah. I mean, I think I do a lot of these things anyway, and I know oh, yeah. sort of defined it as connecting to this energy. So it's just interesting for me myself to yeah. think about like, oh, I was sort of doing that. Yeah. Already. No, I hear that from clients a lot yeah. Like when they're new to it and they're like, oh, I kind of already do that already. And like, so I'm really big, like I said, with color therapy in the chakras. So like, I'm really into chakra meals. So sometimes I'll plan it if I feel like one of my chakras needs opening or balancing, but other times I'm like, oh, I literally just ate like all red today. Or like, you know, I had all green, whatever. Like, so then it's like, okay, that clearly is coming through as the chakra needs my attention. So it's little things. And then it's like, once you're aware of that, you're like, oh, wow. Okay. I'm definitely working with this energy today. And it's really neat how that kind of comes through. Um, So what are some things that we can do to access our masculine energy? So masculine energy is doing, it's action oriented, it's hands-on, it's physical, logical, 
structured, assertive, and disciplined. So I always tell clients to really lean into like puzzles. I love puzzles. I know it's not for everyone, but puzzlers, puzzles are such a great activity, both hands-on like actual jigsaw puzzles, but also like brain games, crossword puzzles. They're really good because you're stimulating your mind and that's how you're stimulating the masculine energy. And so getting physical as well, any physical energy. So that could be working out. It could be, you know, going for a hike, going for a walk. Um, But also reading, because again, you want to stimulate the logical part of yourself. So those are some really good activities. And then with the chakras for masculine connection, it's the crown, the throat and the solar plexus. So does that mean, is it which, which we have, there's six chakras mentioned then, is there a seventh one that is a little bit more neutral? Yeah. So the root chakra is both masculine and feminine energy. And that's actually one of my favorite ways to give advice to people on how to balance both of them, um, because it's a great source to connect with healing, you know, because there are parental wounds, there's inner child wounds, but there's also feminine and masculine energy wounds that people have from different traumas or things that have happened to them in their lives that might hurt one or the other or both. So it's a really great way to work on any type of wounds you're feeling in your energy to integrate both the masculine and feminine, feminine energy and just provide healing. It's, it's really all about foundation and integration with the root chakra. So it really does call both of those energies together. Cool. So yeah, you, you mentioned briefly balancing the two, but that was my next question. Like how do we balance our masculine and feminine, feminine energy in our daily lives, in our workplaces, in our relationships? What are some sort of tips you have or things that we can do to balance these energies and use them to our, to their and our best abilities? Well, I love that you brought up the root. I love that you noticed that that one wasn't mentioned. So of course (laughs) the root chakra work. So that aligns with the color red. So working with the color red, working with your root chakra, doing yoga work with that, or um, you can listen to sound waves and frequencies, which brings me to my next piece of advice, which my favorite way to balance the energies personally. And something I always kind of recommend is something I refer to as soul dancing. So for me, music is life. I literally get the most use out of my Spotify premium account because it's always on in the background. I'm always using it. We go on a lot of road trips. So I literally get a lot of use out of that. And I make a playlist literally for everything. I think I'm up to like 380 right now. So I literally, <laughs> I have a oh my goodness, everything. Like everyone always knows. So they're, they're like, Hey, Jess, do you have one? I'm like, yep. That's and amazing. So I have one for this. So if you want, I'll send it to you. So soul dancing is when you use your physical energy, which is the masculine and your body to move to the beat while your spirit and your sensuality, which is feminine, connect with the emotion and the r- rhythm of the music. And so both energies are intertwining and they're harmonizing as you're dancing and you start to feel it in your soul. So then that just kind of carries into this beautiful alignment and balance just kind of naturally because music, I I don't care who you are, music connects everyone, you know what I mean? So that's why it's my go-to because everybody in some way can connect to music. And um, on my playlist specifically, it's a lot of like drum beats and like very instrumental. Um, So I feel like everyone in some way can connect to it. And it's like, even if you don't think you like music, I guarantee you, you'll start moving to this type of music and that awakens something within you and really does bring that harmonization. Wow. There's been so much good stuff here. So my next question for you is why do you think that accessing and working with 
your feminine energy or masculine, if you want to talk about the two, but specifically feminine energy is important. I think it brings you closer to yourself and that could go for either of them, but with the feminine energy, it helps you. Like I was saying with the third eye connection, it helps you to trust yourself and your intuition, which then leads you to make better decisions and have more clarity when decision-making. And I feel like it leads to a deeper connection to your spirit it helps you have courage because once you trust yourself, you're like, oh, I can do anything. And, you know, I believe in my instinct and that carries you a long way. And so having that deep connection to trust to your intuition leads to a connection to your spirit and your emotions, which is quite important, not only in feminine energy, but in the human experience in general. So I think just, it builds that courage and that trust and that really deep connection that I think everyone needs on some level. Absolutely. And I think one of the reasons I asked about feminine energy specifically yeah. in this question is that I think you can, you, I would love to hear your opinion on this too, but I just, I just feel like in our society today, especially in like American capitalism, feminine energy can sometimes not be valued as much as oh, yeah masculine energy. And that's why I feel like it's every single person listening, whether you like, however you identify gender wise, this is such, such a, I think such an important thing to tap into as we move forward as a society and try to be better. If that makes sense. Oh, I completely agree. And I feel like a big problem with that is that people don't necessarily realize that they might be tapped or zoned in is a better way. They're more zoned in their masculine. And so then they're not really harmonizing their feminine or even bringing it in. So then that just causes this complete cycle and they're not doing anything to heal the feminine or even call it an or work with it. And so like a typical nine to five, like, you know, that's really masculine heavy because there's that structure and that discipline that comes along with it. And so you know, you could work a nine to five, but have some type of spiritual or nurturing happening, but you're still working in that structure, physical, disciplined, assertive environment. And so then you're going to come home and you're going to feel depleted. And if you aren't really balancing the two, then that's just going to keep happening. So I think there is a huge lack of, again, awareness, (laughs) Um, but I think that's really key and why everything feels so masculine especially these days. But I do feel like people are starting to really awaken to it and acknowledge what the problem is. And it's interesting because a lot of people that come to me, they hear, like you were saying, you hear about the divine feminine and people talk about it, but it's not really not like usually defined in a way. People just kind of talk about it without defining it. But you also don't really hear about the masculine energy. And if you go, like, I had a client tell me, like, they tried searching it and they're like, you can barely find anything about the masculine. It's it's the same thing with, I do a lot of parental wound work with people. You can find so much information about mother wounds online, on Instagram, wherever. But if you try to like find information about the father wound, there's not a lot of information. Hmm. So it's, that's always fascinating me too. Cause I just feel like people are so in the zone of masculine that they're like, well, I don't need this information because I want the feminine. So I right. think there's, there's a lack on both sides though. Yeah. For sure. Like it's, it's almost forgotten in yeah. a way. Like it's so prom, it's like so prominent in other parts of our lives that that other stuff that you're talking about is somehow falls away or yeah, there's no trying to access it because of that. That's fascinating. Yeah. And so go to go back to your one question. Cause I got like too passionate about music and forgot I had other answers I wanted to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. to, To blend both the masculine and feminine energy, 
so if you take the hands-on energy of the masculine and then the creative energy of the feminine, you can use that to start creating with your hands and we can make anything with our hands. You know, we can paint, we can write, we can actually build something, we can draw, work on furniture, color. There's so many possibilities. So blending the two in that way as well. Like, even though creativity is more feminine, when you bring in that hands-on activity of it all, you're really blending both of them. And so I love that as well. And, you know, creation just blends energy in general beautifully. So I love that as an activity. Yoga is a really good way to, because it's spiritual and it's physical. And so yoga is a really good way Um, manifestation in my opinion as well because to me manifestation is both physical and spiritual you need to connect with your spirit to call in what you're asking for but you also have to take action on the things you desire as well so that really blends both the energies too and when you really pay attention to what energy you're in more like what I was saying earlier like if you're in a position whether it is your job or just an activity you're doing a lot like really pay attention to what you're in all day. So if you're in physical energy, you're in masculine all day. And if you come home and you're still hands-on and logical and all these things, then you're not really unwinding or balancing yourself. And so you really want to make sure you're just leaning into and kind of tuning into how you're feeling and seeing what energy you're kind of in more. So then you can call in more of the other one as well. Yeah. Cool. Well, I love, I love that you came back to that and and gave us some more tips. So that's awesome. So we kind of went over this in your bio a little bit, but you offer a sort of like this really cool array of readings and services on your website. And based on your bio, you do a lot of really cool stuff. Can you describe to us how you sort of came to offer those things and how did you build and design your services? So yeah, I've been doing a lot of what I do for decades now at this point, but mostly for myself or like for friends over the years. And I started my business, Love Yourself Healing, probably a long time in reality, but like as I was working on myself, but officially I launched it in August of 2019, which is crazy to think about because it feels so long ago for some reason. But yeah, I started out with like mostly tarot and energy readings because that's just something I've been doing. It feels like forever. So then I realized after energy and tarot readings, people kind of wanted more guidance. They would come to me and be like, hey, like this came up in my reading. Can you like elaborate on this? And then it would be like, oh wait, can you actually like, can we book a session? And I was like, oh yeah, I guess. And so that was kind of cool to kind of lead into that because I've been doing shadow work for myself, like all through my twenties and I'm going to be 33 this year. So I felt like I had the experience to kind of share what I went through with other people who were just starting on their shadow work journey because it's kind of like what you said earlier about like the divine feminines everywhere but there's not really a lot of information and I feel like that was the case with shadow work a couple years like it would pop up but there wasn't really information in the way people were seeking and Mm -hmm. so I was really thankful to be able to kind of offer assistance and guidance and mentorship around that because I kind of went through my shadow work alone. I mean, you're supposed to, but it's always nice to have guidance. So it's always nice to have someone to listen to or help you out or just, you know, be a cheerleader, you know, and that's kind of how I feel like I am sometimes too. So it's really nice to be able to do that. And I really do love one-on-one calls. Like that's become one of my favorite things that I do. So, oh, I was like, wait, what was I going to say next? So (laughs) I've always loved psychology and sociology as well. 
Um, so I got certified in existential psychotherapy and counseling. So I've kind of incorporated that into my healing sessions and my shadow work sessions as well. And that's been really, really helpful. And I just, I feel like as I expand, cause I love to learn my business gets to expand and I just get to help more people. So that, that really makes me happy. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm grateful to be able to do what I do and to help so many people. It just, it feels like such a blessing. Yeah, it's so cool. It sounds like your business and your offerings really evolved, like you said, as you evolved, which I just think is so cool. Like as you learned things, you were able to move that into, you know, helping other people. Yeah, with things, yeah thank you. Really yeah, really cool. it's, it's pretty amazing. Can you tell me what an astro cartographer is? I have a guess because I know cartography. I had a feeling you were um, going to ask when you said yeah. that. <laughs> A lot of people are like, what in the world? So really it is just mapping out somebody's natal chart on an actual world map, which is so cool. cool. I love to travel and I just love learning about like different places and different cultures. And um, I love astrology. And so I definitely do like normal astrologer things, but astrocartography has my heart. Like, I just feel like it's something that again, is not talked about a lot. And I guess I love kind of starting and things that aren't really popular because I don't know I just feel like there's something exciting about that and I love being able to help people because I'm curious so if somebody comes along and they're curious like we hit it off and then it just it works out so but yeah so it really is just laying somebody's natal chart on a world map and kind of like so different planets will tell you like different places that you belong so like for instance Venus is the planet of love beauty, romance, and art. So if you have a line through, say, San Francisco with your Venus line, that's where you're going to find the most passion for beauty, art, and romance. Like you might have a whirlwind romance, you might find somebody you're going to marry there. But um, so it really shows you where you belong for certain aspects in your life, which is really cool. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, Yeah. that's such a, that's, that I've never heard of that. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's really fun. If you ever want to do your math, let me know. We can do it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll let you know. Cool. Well, yeah, thank you so much for sort of elaborating on all the things that you do. So cool. I have one last question for you here. It's the one I ask everybody. Um, What can somebody who's listening right now do in their daily life to open their door up to their natural intuitive abilities, but I guess in this case, more of like their natural uh, feminine energy. So a big one for me with, cause I've had abilities since I was little and I feel so lucky cause like on my dad's side, his mom could see spirits. And then on my, my mom and my mom's mom could um, have like premonitions and predict things. And they also could see spirit. So I get it from both sides. And so there was a lot of support and guidance when I was little. And like, my mom has always told me stories of like, when you were two, you would talk about these spirits. And so like, it's always <laughs> been a part of my life. So expanding on those abilities, because I feel like like you said earlier, when we were growing up in the 90s, like things were definitely different than they were now. Like they were definitely better than they were like say in the 50s but it still like felt like we were limited on information so I remember like going to school and telling people I was a witch and like first grade and they'd like no way and like this is like during the hype of hocus pocus so people are like what is this weird little girl talking about and I was like no I'm a witch I have abilities and people are like okay but then you like you kind of find your community and like the right people to talk to but I just feel like I definitely again had to go on self-awareness and feelings and So I feel like in a way, like meditation, 
I didn't know it then, but meditation was such a big part of my childhood because I would just sit in silence and solitude and you see things on like movies and TV and you're like, oh, I can do that because I'm a witch. And so like, I would try to move things telepathically and like, you know, but you practice and that's at least a nice way to connect with your ability, see what you can do, learn about yourself. So sitting in silence and solitude, but also just practice and playing with it. Like I'm huge on play. So just really having fun with it, you know, life's too short to be serious about everything. So just, you know, having fun is huge, but yeah, testing your intuition, creating, self-reflection meditation that all really has helped me and continues to help me and then of course connecting with the chakras because you when you open them and get to know them and balance them then you're harmonized and you can do things with clarity and I think that's really key as well because you can have a bunch of abilities but if you don't trust in them or trust in yourself it's not really going to get you anywhere until you start to trust yourself totally totally agree yeah Awesome. Wonderful advice, Jess. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Where can listeners find you if they want to maybe book with you or follow you on social media? Where can they find you? Business Instagram, but I honestly forget about it all the time. I'm so (laughs) terrible with that. And people tend to find me on my personal one more, which is fine. I love talking to, to new people. So my Instagram is weird underscore wanderings underscore. And truly, I love connecting with new people. So find me, message me, let's chat. And then I do have a website, which I'll have to send you a link because it's a very long URL and I can't even remember half the time. So um, if you want to share that with people, I will send you that as well. But honestly, Instagram, because I'm not really on TikTok or YouTube. So yeah, Instagram's pretty much the way to go. Cool. Yeah. And I'll link all of that in the show notes in case anybody just wants to easily pop over to your website. Cool. Well, Jess, thank you again so, so much for coming on and enlightening us about this topic. I feel like we've learned so much. So awesome. Yeah. Thank Thank you so much for having me. This was such a pleasure. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you love the podcast and listen on Apple, please be sure to rate and leave a review. If you want more from Opening the Door, follow along on Instagram at Opening the Door Podcast. Have a question about psychic work or psychic development? Email openingthedoorpodcast at gmail.com and you might have your question included in one of our future Q&A episodes.